Okay, Rabbi Isai, continuing along here, Perak Shlishi, we're up to the paragraph Ahashishi. This is the sixth of the seventh prerequisite, which is in the five things that he's now going to discuss of what it would take for a person to have full bitokin and So he's reiterating what he spoke about already in Perak Shani. He's now going through them with a little bit more depth, a little bit more breadth. V'hashishi. Is V'hashishi the sixth thing we have to know of how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a nadvon v'chesed? How much he's a giving and kind individual? Says the Chavis of is V'hashishi, the sixth matter is she'yeida rav tuvo alodam. The abundant good that Hashem does for a person. And not only that, but he has preceded it, he gave it so early on, for the abundant kindness and goodness to every individual in the world. Without even the person being worthy of it. And not that it had to could be coming to him. Already begins in his relationship with every person in this world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to him and begins with that relationship of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being on the giving end, we being on the very much receiving end, even before we give anything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So before we're deservant of anything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is already doing a tremendous amount of chesed to us. Ka'asher like we explained, B'Shar HaBechina B'Na Sefer HaZeh. B'China is the... The gate of contemplation, that shower which was supposed to contemplate all of the goodness, all of the chesed that Hashem has done from even when the person is developing into the human being before he even exits into this world. So the whole, everything that transpires within the mother's womb, and HaKadosh Baruch who takes care of him at every moment, the perfect amount, not too much, not too little. And then when a person comes out as a tiny baby, his food is prepared for him in exactly the right dosage with the perfect amount. We only notice it. We only see it when, oi, something goes wrong. Oy what happened? The baby's not eating. What's wrong? Oy, there's, there's a clot. Something's not going well. But everything works well. We don't take notice that the baby didn't do anything to deserve HaKadosh Baruch Hu's chesed to provide it with good in this world. True, it also didn't do anything wrong. Okay? But... In order to, to, to receive, we would think someone has to do something to deserve the goodness. No, Hashem says, I give the goodness even before a person is deserving. A beautiful passing in Tehillim. It's one of my favorite psukim in Tehillim. Tehillim, Perek Mem, it's actually a capital that deals with Bitochen. Asher, it says over there that Asher Ish, Asher it's talking about and then it says much have you done great are your deeds your wonders and all of your thoughts Hashem you're always thinking about us Hashem all of your wonders in the world are always towards us they're always targeted towards us because how much abundant good does HaKadosh Baruch Hu give to a person? Tremendous amounts if we think about it. And Rabbi every person really could say this. We could say it personally, we could say it globally. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has immense 
good deeds Hashem has done, your wonders and all of your thoughts, are always geared towards us. There's nothing compared to you, Hashem. If I want to relate it over, if I want to say it over, it's too numerous to even relate. And that's the way it is. kindness, before we even deserve it of anything, and even when we were at a point where we could start doing good, yet we know ourselves we fall way short of really what could be expected of a person, way short of really how our, well, the amount that Kishbogu does for us, and we reciprocate, it's, it's not comparable. So that's the sixth to, to, to know that besides that Kishbogu is compassionate, and besides that he's all capable, and besides that no one else could harm or do anything for me but Hashem, who are we asked and who are we talking about to trust in? In a being that all his thoughts, Kaviochel, and all his wonders are always geared at, at us. So describes David Melech. This is how David Melech saw it clearly. And finally, Vashvi. The seventh and final one is she is Barer Etzlai. And here he says something very crucial. Again, it's something that up here we know it. Intellectually we understand it. But do we believe it in our heart of hearts? That's the Shaila. There's Amuna and there's Bitochen. Amuna is a kopzach. Amuna is intellectual. Yes, we could say it. We could, we could uh, talk the talk. But the Shaila is do we walk the walk? The Shaila is do we have it in Bitochen in our heart? And is do we, do we behave in the same way that we know? So says the Chavis of Abbas Vashvi, the seventh one, she is Bar Etzloi, that in order for a person's bitachet to be totally completed Hashem, it has to be Nizbar Etzloi. It has to be clear to him. That all things that are created in this world, Me'etzem, Umikra, whatever they are, whether they're things of, uh, of, of essence, whether the things that come from an actual source, or mikra, or things that are coming from secondary sources, or accidentally, gvul yadua. We have to know that everything in this world that anybody creates, anything created by a human being has a gvul yadua, has limitations, it is limited. Yosef, and you, it cannot be added on. Vilayigra cannot be subtracted. Can't be added or taken away. What Hashem has decreed. Both in, in the quantity and in the quality. Or the time when it should be. Or in the place when it should be. No one could increase more than is decreed in terms of a smaller amount. And no one would get less. What is, what is given over, what is decreed that it should be even more. If it's, if it's given, that's it. That's what is decreed. No one could get more. No one could get less. You would think, who wants less? So it could be the pshat is. My son-in-law just told me over Shabbos a beautiful pshat for the briskerov. Ritzayin Yerev Yasa, Hashem does the will of those who fear Him. 
What is what is the Melech saying anymore? And they're they're calling out their Shabbat, they're calling out to Hashem. Hashem listens and sends the salvation. He already said he's gonna do the will of those who fear him. Said a briskarov said The Gemara tells that Rabchanina Ben Daisa, the Gemara Brach is the end of the third paragraph of Sahmir. Rabchanina Ben Daisa says, Khanina Bikoloilam Kuloi Nizaim Bishul Khanina Bani. That the world is sustained on behalf of the schus, the merit of Rab Chanina ben Daisa. Chanina, my son, Hashem says. And Chanina beni, die lebekav chruven, mi erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos. That Chanina and his family, they did with very little. But the Chazal relate that one time Rab Chanina ben Daisa's wife, it was getting too hard. So she told Rab Chanina ben Daisa, listen, my husband, you know, Everybody who comes to Davin, yes, to, to, to Davin for them, they ask you to Davin for them, you Davin for them, and they, you answered, how about us, you know, maybe Davin for us. We need a little Parnosa, they were so poor. So Rebchanina says, okay, I'll Davin. And he Davin. And then, lo and behold, a golden leg comes from Shemayim. And they have a golden leg, wow, amazing, he comes home, and his wife has, Mama Lazen, that's great. That night she has a dream. And in her dream, she sees that she and her husband are in their chuppah, their little chamber in Gan Eden, and they're sitting at a table. It has three golden legs, and there's one leg missing. She says, Oy vey, what did I do? What did I do? I just exchanged a chelag. I just ate a part of our oilam haba for to have a little bit better in this world. So she says, Reb Chanina, please daven that it should come back. So Rebchanina Davin, then a hand came back and took the leg back. Because I'll say there was a greater nace the second time than the first time. Because Hashem, if He gives, oh, now you want me to take it back? Eh, that takes a little big schus for Hashem. So, oh, you now want to exchange what I gave you here? Give some back? Not so posh it. But Rebchanina, He took it back. Said the briskarov, that's the pshat. Return of Yaseh to give it. To take it back. Oh, yeah, that's really Shane Pshat. Shane Pshat. From Motchavais, Beshem the Briskarov. But here you see, that's the Pshat over here. The Pshat is that Koshborhu is going to give what is decreed, and a person can't increase it, and a person can't even decrease it. You have to have a tremendous schus, great merits like Rabchanina Bendoisif Rashem to take back sometimes what you have. If a person could be on his own, on his on his dying bed, and he says, Oy vey, you know, I had so much good in this world. Hashem, you know what? Take some of it back so I can now have the real reward in the next world. Oh, Hashem says, too late. I gave that to you. I gave it to you, and maybe you used too much of it for yourself instead of dispersing it to others, instead of using for what you could have used it. It's too late now, but I can't take it back. Whatever is nigzar is nigzar. A person can't push off what is supposed to come first. A person cannot advance. He can't advance. We can't make things happen. Not an iota early, not an iota later. We mentioned this a few weeks ago in the famous Gemara in Shabbos, where Dovar HaMelech says, Hashem, when am I going to die? Hashem says, I can't tell you exactly, but I'll tell you the day. It's going to be Shabbos. So he pleaded with Hashem, Hashem, please, let me die on Sunday. Hashem says, I can't. That's too late. I can't give you an extra day. This is the exact time because is already supposed to be the king. And Ein 
Ein Malchus Negaz Nima. His kingdom is supposed to come, and therefore I can't delay it another day. And I can't advance it to Friday. Everything happens exactly the way it is decreed in Shemayim. And whatever is going to happen, it's already what was decreed, and what Hashem already, what we call Hashem knows. Hashem has already decided. Here's the point now. This we know is true. That Hashem decrees, this may be something novel to us as well, that we can't push off anything that's supposed to happen, and we can't move it close to what's supposed to happen. But there is a way. There is a way that we can do that. Chavazamab is going to tell us. But first he tells us that all of the decrees, and it's all of the things that Hashem has decided upon, already, what Hashem already decided on, Everything has sibois, velasibois, sibois. Everything has cause and effect, and those cause and effect have other cause and effects. I mean, as Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants it to be, it has to be necessarily that there is a natural order of events that take place to look as if it's happening because this causes that, and this causes the other thing. And there's a whole chain of events that take place and then comes something to fruition and to our eye it could seem that A caused B, B caused C. Ah, that's the way it works. And the Chavah Zobov is saying we have to believe that that's not the case. We have to believe in our heart of hearts that even though it looked that A caused B and B caused C, that's why it happened. We have to believe that's not true. We have to believe the reason why it happened is because Hashem decreed it should happen. The way Hashem played it out is A caused B, B caused C, and so on and so forth. That's the way Hashem wants it to happen. Because if everything would be an open miracle, there would be no free choice, no Bechir anymore, if Desla says. So there has to be a Siba Umasoyvev. There has to be things worked through cause and effect. But we have to understand that it's not the cause and effect that's making anything happen. Anything happens only because so decreed the one on high. And if he decrees it's supposed to happen later, no matter how much we try, no matter how many causes we try to put into effect, it will not take place. And any cause and effect that happens is not because that is why it happened, not because the Siba took place. It's not because the cause took place that the effect came out. One has nothing to do with the other. Very similar to Hishtadlus and the outcome. We put an effort, Hishtadlus, we're required to do so. An example is for Parnosa. We're required to put in an effort. But the, the outcome of the Parnosa has nothing to do with the Hishtadlus. The outcome is because Hashem decreed this should be the outcome. The effort put in, the Ishtadlus, is our own job. One has nothing to do with the other. But they seem so interrelated, they seem so connected. It's because I was good to this person, because I sweet-talked the person into it. That's why he, he gave me the deal. Chavah says that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. And it's, it's hard to see that sometimes. It seems so clear, right? It seems so clear that... It's because I put in my effort here, that's why it happened. Chavazavava says, I'm going to prove to you from nature itself. But that's the test. That is the test of man in this world. It seems as if 
It's the cause and effect that's making everything happen. And that is simply not the case. And someone who doesn't understand the way of the world, doesn't understand the way Hashem runs the world, he'll think that it's the, it's the cause that is becoming a new. He thinks it's the cause that, that is developing into the result of what happens. And it's simply not true. And here we'll see, Mitz Hashem, tomorrow we'll see as proof to that, how he develops that from things that happen in the world. And the one way that indeed a person can advance things to happen, can delay things to happen. And we could advance things for bad to end early. We could push off things for illness to end a person's life early. A person could extend that life. Oh, how? There is a way. There is one way to do it. But we have to understand how to do that. We have to understand what's in our power. We'll see that tomorrow night.